Welcome to the family with co-host Catherine Brandt and Andy Brandt Bernard. Tevin said he was coming in today. Where the hell is he? Good question. He's Tevin. a liar. Liar. Maybe he's just going to be late. So much no traffic. Yeah, really. I did notice more people in the parking lot today. Uh, yeah, there's more traffic, more people. I don't, yeah, you're yeah. right. We need to figure out what this uh, slow opening, what does this mean? Yeah. I see nothing. I hear nothing. Anybody know anything? No. No. No? They don't have... This is annoying to me that there isn't like a clear-cut plan. Yeah. Right? You would think. Well, the plan is do what New York does. Which is stupid. Yes. Completely stupid. What's that? Really? <laughs> what did they? What is New York done, done so stupid? Well, I mean, we we're not New that. York is the thing. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was just looking at the Babylon Bee. Oh, my oh. God. What was? They just tweeted something that was very funny. It was... Uh, what was the latest one? Well, we should. Oh, we we'll should go look to that a break. up during the break. We'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So, what's the latest? Oh, well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that you know adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Tom here from my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care? It's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer. And get Walzer Care for free. Oh. All right. Oh. Mm. Little music. A little <sighs> music. A yeah. music, music, music. A music, music. There we there go. There we go. Now you're cooking with gas. Little CCR. A little CCR, ladies and gentlemen. Don Shula died, unfortunately. You see that? No. <clears throat> Former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, won two Super Bowls, died at 90 years old. The only thing I know about Don Shula is I've been to a couple of his restaurants. Yes. <laughs> For you, that's, that works. Chicago, right? Are they in Chicago? There's no. one. Okay. No. no. There, there's one. Are you well, there sure? Might, I don't, there might be one in Chicago, but there's one in Miami. I know that for sure. Maybe Vegas. Maybe Vegas. Yeah, you might be right. You I feel be. like there might be one in <clears throat> Don Shula's restaurant, Andy. Check it out. Let's locations. See lots here. of locations, I think. Maybe. Probably. Are they all the same restaurant, or is it just a it's bunch like of different? It's like Don Shula's Steakhouse or something, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. 
They're kind of. Somewhere along those lines. I feel like we were in a giant hotel it's complex. It's called Shula's. Looking for something to eat, and there was a Shula's, and it was the only one that was open right. early enough. I feel like it was Chicago, but I could be wrong. Where are the locations, Andy? Let's see here. They've got Shula's Steakhouses uh, all over. The, they've got a ton of locations, mostly in Florida. Yeah. But uh, let's see. Do they have anything in West Palm Beach? Doesn't no. look like it. I think it's Chicago. Maybe it. There is one in Chicago. I knew it. That's the one we went to. Well, so that's the one you went to. You went to the one in Chicago. They're yep. pretty much all in Florida, except like <clears throat> four or five: Chicago, Houston, Norfolk, Cleveland. And that's it. <clears throat> no, not in Vegas. I, I thought there was one in Vegas for some reason. Uh, no, it does not look like it. Although, well, I mean, it, there's Shula Burgers in airports and stadiums, it says. Oh, okay. so, Shula Burgers? Oh, but they're both in Florida. Fort Lauderdale and Miami Gardens. Oh. Wow. Well, they take football very seriously in Florida. And anywhere Indeed. in the South. It is true, ladies and gentlemen. What this accusations are flying between the U.S. and Canada? White House in, insists virus originated in Wuhan. Um, what does oh that got to do God. with Canada? Are we ever going <clears> to <throat> stop arguing I'm about sure it? Sure, Canada thinks it originated in Trump's backyard because yeah. Trump is the source of all evil. No, somebody just printed that wrong. It's the accusations are flying between U.S. and China. Oh. The initial one said Canada. That's, I'm like, what? They probably do that on purpose. <clears throat> probably. Just get people to click on it. Get you to click on it and tune yes. in. Yes. That's why I, I just believe that all headlines are intentionally misleading yeah, now really. just to get people to click on yeah. it. Yeah. Because the truth isn't good enough. The truth isn't crazy enough in this world that we live in. No, that's exactly right. We're to make right. stuff up. because true. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? Everything's nuts enough, I think. Oh, we were talking about that this morning, this thing, the things that people put on social media. Uh, Would you grow up, for Christ's no, sake? they will not. <clears throat> they won't grow up, though, will they? I refuse to grow up. Who is Katie Groves? You ever heard of the singer Katie Groves? I have heard of her, yes. Or you have? Yes. Uh, is she a country I, singer? I don't know, but I've heard Katie of her. Groves. doesn't mean anything. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, she, she was. Country singer Katie Groves has died in Nashville at only oh. 30 years oh, old. Oh, my. That's not good. Heroin? For those wow. unfamiliar, one of her biggest hits was the 2011 song "This Little Girl," and it shows why. Wait a minute. So she did. She put that on when she was 21. Man, that's pretty impressive. Shows why USA Today categorizes her as pop and country singer rather than country alone. Grove's big hassle label says she seems to have died of natural causes, making a point to say that foul play and self harm have both been ruled out by the coroner. Mm. Well, how does a 30-year-old die of natural causes? Aneurysms, can heart attacks. Happen, I suppose, it yeah. is extremely rare, uh, but it can happen. Intestinal twist, blockage, something, internal yeah. bleeding. The you intestinal never know. twist. I mean, a lot of those are less natural causes and more natural things brought on by drugs. Right. But you right. Know. I mean, if you look at the uh, overall causes of death for basically anyone under 40, it's almost all either self-inflicted or accidental or, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's very uncommon to die that young for just no reason. But it <clears> does, I can see that. In very rare cases, happen. Uh, her family reiterated that, that she did not die of self-harm or foul play, asking that fans refrain from speculation. That speculation is the apparent result of some social media posts Groves made last month and the coronavirus lockdown. Some days my mental health is awful, she wrote on April 15th. 
Mm. I feel completely alone and scared and far from everyone I love, and all I can do is keep myself busy and push through. Well, then I can see why people would speculate something happened. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Sounds like she would be suicidal with that. Sounds like it. That kind of talk. Brother Cody Groves. Oh, it's Katie and Cody. Get it? Uh. Ah! Brother Cody Groves posted that a cluster of twisted information has surfaced about his sister, which he wanted to put it uh, put to rest. She had some medical problems last fall, and our best guess at this point until further testing is complete is that they had resurfaced. He said his sister was happy and excited about the release of an upcoming album. Groves was an Oklahoma native, and NBC reports that she's the third sibling in the family to die young. Oh, oh God. the third sibling? Yep. Wow. wow. So there's either some genetic, serious genetic yeah. issues going mm-hmm. on or there's a... You never shady, know. Shady dealings. God, when you shady it, dealings. Those. Well, when three of your children <laughs> die young, you know, if you don't know why, then... That's Thank me. you, Catherine. No, not you. <laughs> not you with your Are you ringer. kidding me? You okay. are the biggest happened. sinner of all. I don't even turn my ringer sinner. on, sister. Oh, I'll shut up, shut up. Own. Yeah, okay, here Stop we go. Stop talking, stop talking. Yeah, she talking. died at 30. One of her brothers died at 28, and another brother died at 28. Mm. That's weird, isn't it? Yes, that is very that's, weird. It sounds like congenital heart <laughs> defect to me. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, that's true. Or something to that effect. A brother died at 28 in 2014, about seven years after another brother died at the same age. Both had struggled with prescription drug addiction. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. That makes more sense. Rest in peace, little sis, wrote Cody Groves. Hope you are united with Kelly Groves and Casey. I've always liked the name Cody. Cody, Katie, Kelly, and Casey. <laughs> and Kevin. Yeah, and Kevin. Throw Kevin in there, too, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so see. who knows? So the, her brothers look, sounds like died of drug overdoses. No, you, let's see. Wow, she has a lot of siblings. A lot of siblings? Let's see, Kelly, Kyle, Casey, Kevin, Carrie, Cody, Kelsey, Courtney, and Adam. Adam? Hey! Just threw an extra. They ran out of K and C names, That kid's like, they don't love me. Exactly. (laughs) Wouldn't you feel hurt that you didn't get like everybody else? Maybe it's like a, you know, named after somebody that they just... Adam? Well, I mean, maybe they literally ran out of names that start with a hard K. Yeah, maybe. Because, like, I can't can't think of any more. Crotchety. Yeah, just make them up. People make up names Krampus. Krampus. Yeah, Krampus. (laughs) Yeah, that starts with a K like some of them did. Sure does. Kelly started with a Kayla. K. Was there a Kayla? There wasn't, a, but, it, but Adam's a boy. Oh, Adam. Uh, How about, let's see, what's another boy name starts? Ken, Kenneth. Yeah. There Ken. you go, Kenneth. There's no Kenneth? Or Kent. Or, or Kent, yeah. Chris. What the hell? I don't know. Or Christopher? Chris. There's no Chris. Chris? There's no Chris. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, C's. Why did so, Adam get screwed? I don't a, know. We actually call a him. good question assuming that's even one of her siblings i mean you can't really trust google with with truth that kind of thing truth or facts oh good tevin is coming in for the last hour he did show up but the door was locked because nobody told him it starts at 11 30 now oh that's why april fools april fools tevin Pittman. (laughs) he is a half sibling Oh, so Adam I think, is. I think new oh, mommy or new, new mom daddy isn't going to go with the. Nope. Yeah, yeah isn't going to go with the traditions. That make makes. Wait a second, is he older than the rest of them or younger than the rest of them? Uh, there's not a whole lot of information out there about him because he's a private citizen. So you have 900 kids, and then all of a sudden you go wander off the One, reservation. Two, three, is that the four, plan? Five, six full siblings and three half siblings. 
Oh, three half siblings, but they got K's. Two of them did, yeah. Maybe it was just a coincidence. Maybe two of them were from the dad and one was from the mom and vice versa. Yeah, you never know. You never know. It's a possibility, ladies and gentlemen. So basically, uh, what is it called? Remdesivir? What? Remdesivir. The new new, drug uh, for the the stupid coronavirus that I wish would just die already. And Dr. Fauci, of course, came out last late last night, early this morning, said, Duh, don't get too excited. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, does he ever? Because he ever just say, "Hey, we'll get through this. Don't worry about it." Well, the problem is, is that doctors always have to worry about being sued, so they always That's have true. to be worst That's case. True. I mean, doctors it's just—it's programmed to, into them. Yeah. It's like you know, lawyers, ex- except for Michael Bryant, you know, telling you to shut up and don't say anything. Yeah, I guess yeah. it is true, though. If a doctor says something like outside of the. Uh, you know, doctor-patient relationship yeah. thing, and then someone does it, then they can sue them. Absolutely. Even if it's a frivolous lawsuit, it's still a lawsuit. Right. So it's always better to err on the side of doom and gloom and caution. Yep. I guess it, well, I suppose, whatever. Oh, my God. Once again, let me just say, here are your choices. You get either Donald Trump or Joe Biden. There are your two choices to mm-hmm. vote for president. Here we go. The Democratic presidential hopeful demands equal pay for female soccer players. Oh, my God. Is this an urgent, pressing story of our time right now? We're still worried about the U.S. soccer team whining, even though they actually, if you look at the numbers, got paid more than the boys' soccer team for the same work. They did? They both teams get paid a certain percentage of their like how much money they brought in from tickets and stuff. And the women's team, I think, I think it was like fourteen percent for the women's and twelve percent for the men's or something like that. So, so percentages don't mean much when you know the <clears throat> money being brought in isn't you know nearly as much. Oh, so you if think they the don't bring in the money, then where are they going to get the well, money? That's the whole problem. That's business. If you don't bring in as much money, you're not going to make as much money. I know, but on the player side of things, they have to, you know, if they're working their ass off and you know, they should be getting paid something to live on, you know. Well, if you don't bring in any money, how are you going to pay them? Yeah, that's the problem. <sighs> you got to bring in the money to pay them, otherwise there's I no money to pay them. That's why it's, college it's... or um that's why, that's why football players get paid so many millions of dollars oh, for, God, yes. you know, Maybe. really not that difficult of a job. It's because it brings in so much money. They're just like, oh, sure, let's right. throw another $10 million at this guy, get him on the team. Well, plus the fact <clears throat> that they, you know, Soccer they're just, just a game away from being a... crippled for life. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Absolutely. Yeah. But soccer just doesn't bring in the money in America. It does everywhere else in the world. Huge money. Yeah, I don't know. But not in America. It's interesting. Well, It'll become ball. bigger and bigger as... As more minorities yes. move here. Yes, yeah. absolutely. As more Spanish people move here. Mm-hmm. Although of course, they're not Asians, minorities anymore. Asians and blacks don't really care that much about soccer either. No, they don't. No, Asians don't? True. No, not really. Well, not really. I know India does. Well, I mean, East Asians, I should say. Oh. we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Special guest up next with the family. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customers? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. 
We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, Perfect? (laughs) (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looked so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. I remember how cool I thought oh, this was. When so I was cool! I was just about to say, yeah, that synth voice back then was, Whoa, must have been the, it was the coolest thing in the world. Oh yeah, we Super were all with hell. That. Ladies and gentlemen, our special guest Lindsay Powers. Good morning, Lindsay. Hi, how are you? Marvelous. How are you? doing okay thank you i want to thank you personally because the title of your book uh, i didn't know you you wrote this about me but i really appreciate it <laughs> that was my son you were talking to on the phone we have a daughter as well Lindsay powers book you can't f up your kids a judgment-free guide to stress-free parenting only it's f asterisk ck so how do you say the name of your book actually Lindsay? i exactly as you did you can't f up your kids the PG-13 version. PG-13 version, okay. Hmm, Andy, is that true? <laughs> uh, I don't know about personal experience, but I'd say secondhand experience, I don't know. So we, we didn't F you guys up? I don't think so. Well, I would hope not. We uh, Andy is 33, and Alex is, uh, our daughter is 31. They seem to be, they're both married. Our daughter has a couple of kids. They seem to be doing well. Um the only problem that I have, Lindsay, is... No, ballpark, Lindsay, how old are you? I, I'm 37. You're 37. Okay, so... Yeah. You old probably, enough to know better. Old, I like enough, that. old <laughs> enough to know better. That's exactly right. The one thing I would say that, that parents did to the, to the current generation is for some reason they didn't tell their children to pay attention. <laughs> I, seriously, I have wow. noticed no one in that age group pays attention to anything. I don't think that's a parenting thing. I think that's a computer it is of, de- that, and of device. Digital? Yes, I really do. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think parents are instructing their kids to like ignore people. I I agree. Like it's, our culture has changed. It's, I don't think anyone's paying as close of attention, no. regardless no. of your age. Well, God, what just happened fourteen minutes ago? We were talking about the uh, coronavirus, like, law changes, and Dad goes, what's that now? What? Yeah, exactly. I was reading the Babylon Bee. You weren't paying attention when we opened the show this so, morning. It was fine. You were, you were, because you were engrossed in your digital <laughs> I was reading mining. ahead on, you can't F up your kids, a judgment-free <laughs> oh, guide to stress-free parenting. Doing? 
Tevin, do you think that your parents effed you up at all? Uh, no, I probably did that all on my own. <laughs> dye your hair? <laughs> Would I dye my hair? You did? Did you? No, I didn't dye my you hair. It's grown out. It's because it's, 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 it's long. Oh now. my god! You have been able to yeah. get a haircut. No, I'm like, going through withdrawals. That's why I'm wearing barber. the baseball cap for the rest of my life. Apparently, Lindsay, yep. sorry to upset you, but we have a, a young African American man that's been on the show forever. He just walks in. <laughs> First time I've ever seen him. He's got the fro cooking. Now we yeah. just well, wow. yeah, cooking. It's in the early stages. Baby fro. So, so I will tell you this. Tevin Pittman is his name, Lindsay, and his parents did a wonderful job raising him because he's a very nice young man. Is that one of the signs when you're a nice person that your parents didn't F you up? Well, I think that parents are under enormous amount of pressure. Um, but there's like this misnomer out there that it's a parent's job to mold their kids into a certain kind of life they've envisioned for them. Whereas that's not really a parent's job. Our job is to give our kids the tools to live, the, you know, become the best version of themselves. And it's not effing them up if they don't become this, like, imaginary role that we as parents have made up for our kids. I think that's a wonderful thing. But yeah. I think so, too. I, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm constantly seeing, like what you said, that there's so much, uh, there's almost like a competition of, about yeah. being a parent because it's almost like you have to subscribe to a certain way of raising your kid. It's like I read this book and this is how I'm raising my child for the and, yeah. and I have to do exactly these steps. It's like, you know, you got to be you got to roll with stuff as a parent. Sometimes right. you can't constantly yeah, be yeah. negotiating for 45 minutes about whether or not they want to be in the stroller or not. Right. And you know, a lot of kids and a lot of families Different things may work for their family. There is no one-size-fits-all to raise their kids. And I think when you say, I am this kind of a parent, whether it's a helicopter parent or a tiger mom or an attachment parent or whatever label you've decided to align yourself with, well, that may not match up with reality. You know, I, I write in my book, You Can't F Up Your Kids, that I'm a big believer in cry it out, which is like the sleep training method that it's, it's a little controversial because you, your kids cry with their babies to learn how to sleep. But at the same time, that works for a couple of months, and then we switched. I co-slept for a couple of months, and then that wasn't working, so then we re-cried it out. And, you know, just as you said, I kind of rolled with it. Like, what was working for our family at that time? And now, the son who was, I, I guess you could call my guinea pig, is a brand new mom. He's, <laughs> years old. He's a great sleeper, and I think it was a lot less stress for me to not be like, oh, no, cried out, not working, I failed, or oh, no, you know, co-sleeping's not working. I failed. I just kind of said, well, we're really busy. This is what works for us. What's next? Sounds uh, familiar. Yes. Yeah. I was always, I was always, I'll get to the point where it's you or me, kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to do whatever it takes for me. Because sometimes it's like, I got to get some sleep, Sometimes man. the ideal isn't reasonable. Yes, oh, yeah. exactly. I'm, I've lost count of the, the number of times my mom's told me, I brought you into this world, I can take you out of this world. <laughs> so you better mind your business. Exactly. Although I do have the, I do have the official seal of approval from Officer Dave. He says, you didn't screw me up. No. Yay. We didn't. Notice. Okay, the cops just called and said, Andy's okay. Notice he didn't mention Alex. <laughs> well, she's not yeah, here. He he out. Okay, Lindsay, i got to run one by it. And you tell me if this is good parenting or not. You ready? Uh-huh. There's a young guy. Uh, when he was born, 
he, he, the, the young lady got pregnant by her boyfriend. The family was very Catholic. So they told the daughter, uh, you're going to have to give the baby up. We can't have the baby in the house. We're too religious or whatever, right? So she gives the baby away, okay? And the baby turns, I believe, 24 years old and wants to meet his real mother. He meets his real mother. They become friends. And about a year after he meets his mother, she dies mm. at like, you know, the 40 years old or whatever, 37 years old, whatever she was. So he's very upset. He only got to be with his mother, his real mother, for a year. So he seeks out his real grandmother, his mother's mother. Mm-hmm. Okay? They instantly knew when they met one another this was the deal. They moved in together and began a sexual relationship. Huh. Now that would be effing up your kids, yeah. wouldn't it, Lindsay? I, I mean, I don't really write about those crazy <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah, my book is really much more applicable to the way that parents, um, the, the issues that yeah. parents. She's not talking Tiger day, King families. Uh, you know, meals. Uh, <laughs> that kind of thing, Lindsay. Okay. That are especially applicable to this time as parents are stuck inside with our kids saying like, oh my gosh, you know, it's really hard to homeschool and work or juggle the financial insecurity Mm -hmm. of not being able to work and put meals on the table and all of these things. And, you know, my book, again, like I I didn't write it for the pandemic, but the uh, guidance in it is more uh, relevant than ever today. By the way, the only reason I mention that, Lindsay, is that story just appeared this morning in the on the international newswire. So that's why I even brought it up in the first place. I do have a personal question for you, Lindsay. Okay. Okay. Um, by the time I had turned seven years old, my father was institutionalized. So I was raised by my mother. My father and I never got along. When he got back out many, many years later, he and I never got along. But my mother raised seven children by herself. She did a great job. So I would have to consider, it says here, you you can't F up your kids, a judgment-free guide to stress-free parenting. Even though my father and I never got along, and he wasn't around after I was about, I think 10 was pretty much it. I saw him again on his deathbed. But So one parent can be a really, really good, uh, do a good job of not effing up their kids. There's no doubt about it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I I cite statistics in my book that 40% of kids today are born to unwed parents. Yep. Um, So, and I think that um, you don't even have to have the label mom or dad to be a great caregiver or Uh parent. Mm -hmm. You know, I also grew up in kind of a, a situation where my mom was very mentally ill and a drug addict. And I ended up being largely raised by my grandparents and my aunt and uncle. And they are amazing parental-like figures in my life. And, uh, you know, I think the label mom or dad can... I think that a good caregiver can have so many more labels than mom or dad. Right. See, I think that's great. That is a wonderful thing that your story and my story are kind of in a way the same. And yet we... I certainly look at my mother and you look at your, your grandparents and your uncle and aunt as great parents. My mother did a wonderful uh-huh. job. They did a wonderful job. I'm, it's a great point, and I'm glad you made it. Well, I'm also very glad that you're doing judgment-free parenting because there are everybody's so judgmental about oh, yeah. every single thing. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> the that people aren't judging. <laughs> and, you know, it, and 
and trying. It's like, okay, you've got to go to jail because I don't like what you said. It's just crazy yeah. how judgmental right. everybody is. And it's hard enough to be a parent without all of that judgmental crap on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I kind of write about how that's changed in um, the recent generation as, you know, the people are, are comparing themselves to everyone on social media more, whereas perhaps just a generation or two ago, you would see... Um, you, you might compare yourself to your neighbor or your own mother, but now it's like we're comparing ourselves to the Kardashians. It's like all these people that, like, why? Why do we need to compare our parenting skills to people who we don't even know? And not only that, but the information, you know, that people are posting on social media is like the perfect highlight reel. Like yep. Very few people are posting the tantrums and the messy house mm-hmm. and all of the things that we know everyone's experiencing. So I do a lot of that on Instagram, on No Shame Parenting, which is my account. Of kind of showing like the the messed up family movie night and the burn dinner and like, mm-hmm. the upset kids. Because I do think we need to see more like real imagery of what's happening out, you know, of what families aren't experiencing, so they don't feel shameful or shame about it. And also, just the structure of family has changed so much in over the course of, of just even like one or two generations, mm-hmm. where most families now have two working parents if they're married, um, which which you know our culture isn't really set up for that. There's Childcare is very expensive. There's kind of this culture of feeling like we have to work 24-7, which how can you work and raise our children, as we're seeing uh, with cool clothes and all of us stuck at home trying to juggle it all. So that also leads to kind of a lot of tension and anxiety and this feeling of shame and judgment. The book is called You Can't F Up. That's F asterisk C-K. You can't F up your kids. A judgment-free guide to stress-free parenting. I love that you told your personal story, Lindsay. I think that will help a lot of people understand that you're right on the money because you've been there. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you. I hope so. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Come back soon. Thank you. I would love to. Take care. Bye. We'll be back right after this with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. This is the quietest song. No one there it goes. What it's like <laughs> to be something, something. The bad man. To be the sad man. So, Tevin, did you hear Don Shula died? Yeah, I saw that this morning. He passed away 90 years old. 90, 90 years old. Being sad man. Yeah. Speaking of being a sad man, because he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. How old was he? 90. 90. Oh, 90 yeah, he's old. not a bad run. Yeah. No, that's not a bad no, one run. One of the at greatest all. football coaches of all time. And yep. that definitely. Did he die of the Rona? No, he didn't die of the Rona. He died of being 90. Oh. Well, I mean, he could have been both, but 
you know, at 90, you die. No one really questions why. No, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Um, I wonder if it says. Could be foul play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Carol Baskin fell to a tiger. Someone had him off. Carol Baskin. Yeah, it just, yeah someone had. Yeah, it was Carol Baskin around there. <laughs> oh, that's Peter. Yeah, Carol Baskin killed Don Shula. That's real nice. It's Florida. It's Florida. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's true. This is an interesting story. At a crucial time in American history, the presumptive Democratic nominee is stuck in his basement, right? Obama campaign uh, veterans David Axelrod and David Plouffe. If your last name were Plouffe, would you change it? Plouffe? I don't know. I'm too lazy, I think, to go stand down at like, the courthouse <laughs> yeah. and like get it changed. So Tevin Plouffe is the wrong we'd go we're with it, But I would probably look into getting that changed or go by something else. Yeah, I'm glad that it's hard to do because otherwise people would be changing their name. If it was like an online form oh, every God, week, yeah. they'd be but like, they I would. am no longer. Right. Like Chad yeah. Ochocinco back in the day. Chad Ochocinco, yep. <laughs> Ocho Cinco, which You're isn't right. even how you yeah. say 85. <laughs> no. no, it's not, is it? No, it's just 85. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's 85. That's It'd be Ochenta right. Cinco. Ochenta Cinco. Yep. But that, yeah, that doesn't roll off the tongue. No, it no, does not. Uh, in any case, uh, Obama campaign veterans David Axrod and David Plouffe in a New York Times op-ed, and if Joe Biden hopes to defeat Donald Trump in November, he's going to have to get aggressive and creative, particularly on the digital front. Online speeches from his basement won't cut it, they write. Team Biden is going to have to ramp up its digital footprint Team Biden. with quick attacks, videos, uh, for example. Why do they have to be attacks? Why don't right? they just yeah, make really. a digital right. version of him? And yeah, just... Right, yeah. <laughs> just get Disney <laughs> to do the artwork. Yeah. Just... Honestly, do I wonder an animatron how long at this a, li- a live-action Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing ninja moves, you know. Yeah. See, I'm not sleepy. I, yeah. I do wonder how long it's going to be until our first purely virtual president. God. Because it's probably going to happen eventually. I'll probably. go with it right now. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, you know how pissed off people are. I, you know, like, I don't have a dog in the fight, whatever, I'll <laughs> vote, but... Uh, but how pissed off people are that they've got to choose between Donald Trump and Joe Biden for president. Well, they had to choose between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And Hillary yeah, Clinton. we haven't true. had good choices in a long time. No. Well, even just like especially watching him like be on TV all the time talking about the coronavirus. Yeah. It's like really this is the guy that we elected president. Like he just spewing nonsense and I know. half the time it's like I don't even know if you know what you're talking about. He doesn't know what the hell he's well, talking he about. No nobody seems words. to know what they're talking about. No, That's no, the problem. Don't. I mean no. they, they say all this stuff and it's like oh it might be four years before the country's uh, back on track. It might be seven years. It might be a month. I mean, yep. it's like, just mm-hmm. shut up. Yeah, right. there's no, just might be talking. means nothing. Yeah. Unless you yeah. have like a reason yeah. to believe it, then just don't yeah. say yeah. it. Let, let me know when something significantly gets better and then mm-hmm. we'll go from there. I don't need to hear every little update. Exactly. Well, Maybe New York City's been uh, over the peak for quite some time now. I mean, they're still getting tons of new cases, but they've peaked. Mm. So. Well, it's because they got better tests. It's, it's so funny. New York is basically just, just a cruise ship. People live yeah. in their yeah, little staterooms. That's true. Yeah. All the fun's out on deck. That's yeah, very true. So, I mean, it's like a disaster when something hits in well, Alex New York. Alex has been living in a, like, a cabin like away from the city with Susanna lately. Because he what? doesn't want to live in New York oh. City. Oh, that Alex. Oh, oh yeah. When did Alex I'm like, what happened? Well, we're talking about New York City, so I figured. <clears throat> yeah, just, yeah. yeah. All, he, a lot he of people doesn't want to live in the state. He, he uh, doesn't even go into the city because it's... Why would you? Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't. wouldn't go in the city. I'd Too get dangerous. the hell out of there. Well, yep. the second that they uh, 
announced the stay-at-home order in New York about, I don't even know, how many hundreds of thousands of New Yorkers <laughs> just fled the state. Yep. They went to Florida. And spread their virus everywhere <laughs> they, they went. They did. They went to Florida. That's what they did. Uh, yeah, what they should do is they should announce the stay-at-home and stop travel. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, what good? It's stupid. The traveling is the most important thing, if you ask me. That's how viruses yeah. spread, yeah, it's travel. Yeah, because like China, they didn't let anybody come in, but they let everybody go out. Right. It's like, so thanks, except for thanks, China. China. Yeah. Yeah. Except for other parts of yeah. China, they wouldn't let them travel mm-hmm. there. Right. But they're not the bad guys, don't yeah, forget well, that. What do they care if they, the virus gets spread outside? China cares about China and nothing else. Canada shut their borders pretty early. Yeah. I don't know what that meant, if anybody could fly in or out, but I mean, people that were... Canadian nationals, they couldn't even get home without like special permission. Oh, yeah. That's like, I know a lot of people that played professional mm-hmm. basketball overseas. And when they started shutting down all of their leagues and stuff, mm-hmm. like the teams were like, well, you guys are on your own. Hopefully you can get home. Oh, we really? Yeah, like, they wouldn't even help like, them? I know. Yeah. Like, I know guys because over there, all the teams are owned by essentially like private investors. Mm-hmm. And so if they oh. declare bankruptcy, they don't have to pay anybody. Mm-hmm. And then they just go start a new team with oh, a new sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were shutting nice. down all these teams. And so guys were like, well, if we leave, we can't get our last paycheck, even if we like, even if we end up getting it. And so then it was like, well, do I just flee and try to get home or do oh, I stay and risk God. getting this last That's terrible. Payday? That's it really, that's just, that's just so mean and terrible. Oh yeah. Sure I can't is. even understand. So what do you think, Tevin? Where are we headed with this? I don't know. I mean, it seems like every day a new restaurant, like Muddy Waters in Uptown, yeah. just announced yeah. their closing, which yeah. is a great spot. I think that, yeah, there's going to be a lot of places that don't recover. Um, and, like, right now, like, I work at Union and Crave, and yeah. we're essentially volunteering to do takeout right. so that way we can try to make it through this and, yep. you know, donating all of the tips that we make off of it to staff that are unemployed and need it more than we do and so yeah i don't know it's gonna i think it's gonna change for sure the way we dine out and just go out in general forever in the future but yeah hopefully it's sooner rather than later but i'm not holding my breath you got muddy waters you got bachelor farmer and marvel bar yeah the egg and i I believe oh my god you're kidding the egg and i closed for good Uh, well if they keep this up for another couple of months and not let anybody open i don't know half the restaurants are going to be gone especially like the ones that are able to do takeout at least like they can kind of make a little bit of money now but like if you're talking about like a cocktail type of bar where they're known more for just like their drinks and environment what florida did was they allowed people to um have walk-up bar mm-hmm. windows yep. <laughs> they did you could just and yeah, i mean they were like window, yeah they yep. did yeah they did after a while and they also with your uh home delivery order you could order uh, a bottle of wine or beer yeah and which minnesota is doing that now too as well no they're so fine they're, they're yep, doing so it now do they should have always been doing that yeah you can't because serve... alcohol sales are profitable yeah oh and, yeah and i think it has to do with Maybe like if you're like off premise or on premise, like because you're technically not a liquor store, so you can't. Well, technically, we're not. We shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to follow the rules pre-virus. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think that yeah, if you can find a way to sell alcohol to people, like liquor stores are just unbelievably busy right now because that's all people do. They sit at home and drink all the day drinking. There was a guy. I think it was a Total Wine and More in Bloomington. Said they get like they had to get pretty much like 
quadruple the number of deliveries per week just to try and keep up with well because they're not really? well, because people yeah. can't go get a drink at a bar no yeah, I know. you know it's amazing they can't hide their drinking anymore yeah if corona doesn't kill you the alcohol yeah will. exactly you need your furnace your thermos full of whiskey <laughs> are we still looking at people uh who are, have pre-existing conditions, old people, people who have yes. heart I haven't problems, lung problems. That, Is that I, I still haven't noticed dying? any different statistics. But then again, I am so sick of hearing about this virus. I, know, that I don't even care anymore. I'm yeah. like, I just want to get the virus. I want to go kiss somebody in the ICU, get the virus, carry yeah. my card, have it tattooed on my forehead, mm-hmm. virus-free or virus-whatever, survivor, yeah. and just leave me alone. I'm sick of it. I mean, I really am sick of it. I'm sick of what this is doing to people. I understand. Well, CDC's got a, some very nice uh, statistics out on it, actually. Finally. Oh, they do? But aren't they, like, two weeks behind with their stats, with their numbers? That's what I heard, but I don't uh, know if that's true. No, it says date as, as of May 1st, so three days. Okay. But, yeah, um, the total COVID deaths versus deaths from all causes. They don't have a percentage of COVID deaths, but that's probably because they don't know anything. Yes, they probably don't even know. But um, even 85 years and older, COVID deaths only make up, let's see, what would be 11 divided by 225, uh, 5% of all deaths so far. Really? If you're 85 years or older and you die, you still only had a 5% chance of dying of COVID. Really? So, you know. 90, that means 95% of all extremely old people are dying from something other than COVID. Right. And they were saying that it was going to be 8%, <clears throat> at least, right? 7 to 8% yeah. of all of people all that people. contract it are going to die. Which is not even close to true. No. The, for all people, the number is... 1, 1. 1.2% or something? It's small. Well, the ranges are so big that you can't really make that... No, I suppose, yeah. Because, yeah, like, uh, if you're under the age of, let's see, if you're under the age of 50, I mean, still, your odds of uh, dying from it are not high. Two thirty-eighths. That's about 5% too, but still. It's that high? I thought that they had been saying no, it's like it's 0.038 it's point. Well, that's, that's what percentage of all deaths are COVID deaths. And you have to remember that they're overdiagnosing oh, okay. COVID, like, a lot. It's not even like a yeah. theory. It's they're actually saying the hospitals are saying if someone dies of something like COVID, we're treating it like COVID. Right. Because the they, get, they, they get thirty nine thousand yeah. dollars or yeah. something for every death. So of course, oh you what? gunshot yeah. wound to the head? Yeah, COVID. COVID. Yeah. That's, oh yeah, a lot that's of that's going on. That is, that is, money yeah, because, it is true. Yeah, it's it's sad. And then like you're seeing a lot of like people's true like just crazy natures and how far back we've fallen with like California. I saw an article where they're releasing like some sex offenders and throwing people in jail that were violating like stay at home orders yeah. that were oh, on, yeah. the beach. Being on the beach. Yeah. yeah. And it's like yep. really that's that's where we're putting our time and effort in or the I think it was like the mayor or governor of Las Vegas or Nevada said that they wanted to be like the test center for reopening early yes, in San Jose. It's like yeah. You just offered up your population as yeah. like guinea pigs. Well, like, someplace okay. like Vegas, I mean, all they oh, have is the Strip. Yeah, they're I mean, really doomed. Like, no tourist money. Sports are closed. Yep. There's no gambling. I can't even they're, imagine. Yeah, I'm sure most of the workers are like, "Yeah, let's go. Let's just right. do this because we're gonna. How many people are gonna be out of work forever?" Yeah, and she. Uh, 
<laughs> the lady I was watching CNN while at work, and they were interviewing her, and he, the guy asked her, like, well, if you open casinos, are you going to be on the front lines with casino workers that are putting their life on the line? And she's like, oh, no, like, I'm too busy. I got to make dinner for my family every night. <laughs> 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 like, there you go. Her, like, are you serious? There you have it. Uh, we'll take a break. Hour two coming up with the family.